0: believe the bible says in second kings chapter 4 verse 2 and elisha the prophet said unto her actually let me let me read verse 1 now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto elisha saying thy servant my husband is dead and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the lord and the creditor collections has come to take unto him my two sons To be bondmen. And Elisha, the prophet of God, said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil, or except, that's the only thing I have, is a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. Somebody say she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. And then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. I can't say I have an official title, but reading what's happening here, it requires a walk with God to see what he's doing. So we're going to continue in that vein. But God wants to just speak to us today, amen, about Being empty vessels for Him to pour Himself into today. And I, as we pray on the onset of this service, I wonder if we can just lift our hands and make ourselves a funnel before the Lord and invite Him to pour out His Spirit in us today and do whatever He wants to do. Let's empty ourselves so that we can give Him room to pour in. Lord Jesus, right now, in the name of Jesus, we worship you. Lord, we've come to worship you in spirit and in truth. We've come to seek you, Lord, and find you, Lord, and adore you and to do your will. You're wanting to stretch us. You're wanting to change us. You're wanting to transform us, Lord God, and prepare us for the overflow, to prepare us for your holy purpose today. To, Lord God, we're no longer living, Lord God, in the mundane, in the ordinary. But we're living in victory. We're living in the overflow. We're living, Lord Jesus, in joy. We're living in your holy purpose today. Oh, Lord God, to where we don't just have oil and substance and provision and fruit and victory for ourselves. But we have substance to give out to salvation to the world around us. And we give you thanks and praise today. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Oh, one more time, lift your voice and say in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord as we're seated? Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise your great name. We give you glory, Lord, in the house today. Come on, if you believe God's going to do something in this place, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I give you praise. I believe you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord today. Jesus has a knack for stepping into ordinary situations and turning them into extraordinary outcomes. That is so much like the Lord that we serve. We heard it a couple of weeks ago. You've heard me say it. I'm sure there's many, if not all in this house who believe it. Jesus does not come into our lives for us to remain the same. That is not his nature. Amen. He even, you know, if the world amen, spoke and said, let there be light, and there was light. He spoke creation into existence, and it was so. God does not step into anything without making it different and without making it better. And the Lord desires to do the same in our lives. What's important for us to understand today is that when he comes, when he knocks, when he arrives, are we willing and ready and available for Jesus to do whatever he wants to do in our lives? Here's, we gotta, here's what we have to understand on the foundation of this is that whenever Jesus steps into our lives, he steps into our lives to make it better. That's a given. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm big in mathematics, or at least I used to be. Amen. And in some equations, amen, they had a, an element that was called this is given. This is absolute. You have this. You don't need to second guess this part of it. It's a given dynamic of this equation. And what is given to us is that Jesus has every intention. It is his will to come into our lives and make it better. Than when he found it, when we were introduced to him and to his purpose, when we finally open up the door. And that is exactly what is happening to this lady, this widow whose husband has just died. Amen. And she does not have much possession or resource to retain the possessions that she has. And the prophet Elisha comes to her house and she says to him, my husband is dead. And he feared the Lord. And now the creditors are coming. He was her husband was her her source of provision, her source of income, her source of protection. And now he's gone. And she has no way of making means for herself. And she says to the man of God that the creditors are coming. I have no way to even keep what I have. What should I do? They're going to take my sons to be slaves. Now I'll have nobody. And the prophet says, what shall I do unto thee? Tell me. What do you have in the house? And she said, the only thing I have in the house is a pot of oil. My possessions are few, but you're asking me what I have, and so this is what I have. And he says, go borrow vessels abroad from all of your neighbors. I want you to put yourself in this position here, okay? You have nothing. You're in the neighborhood. Everybody knows your husband died. If the creditor's coming to your door and asking for your sons, their neighbors probably know that too. And so you're in this awkward, embarrassing predicament, and now the man of God is at your house. And he's saying, go to your neighbors and ask for vessels to borrow and borrow not a few. So catch this. She's got one pot of oil in her house. Her husband's gone. The creditors are knocking at her door. And the prophet of God says, go to your neighbor's. Who, let's just go ahead and assume that they're not in her predicament. And go borrow empty vessels, or vessels, empty vessels. And borrow not a few. And so you're knocking on your neighbor's doors. And you are asking for vessels. And now keep in mind, he says not a few, which means borrow many vessels. So, you go to your neighbor's house and ask for a pot to cook in, they may be okay with that, maybe. You start asking your neighbor for three pots, and five pots, and ten pots. Imagine before you get to five, they're starting to think, what in the world do you need? What are you cooking up? What is going on over there? Because They're peeping out the window. They know somewhat about what's going on. But he's asking her, he said, go borrow not a few. And when you are, come in. Now, keep this in mind, too. She's just just not borrowing vessels from one neighbor. She's going to the neighborhood. Can you you get the picture? Come on. How many when people knock on your door and you don't know or recognize them or, you know, you act like you're not there. If you think they're, they're doing telemarketing and they got some, come on, clipboard and a pen, you're like, mm, not home today. <laughs> I'm sure some of them felt like, oh, here comes, here she comes, here comes that widow woman who was that guy at her house. The preacher was just at her house and now she's coming over here after the preacher left. The creditor came, left, the preacher came and left, and I don't know what's going on at that house, but now she's coming to my door. Borrow, not a few. And when you are come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full And so she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more and The oil stayed. She's bringing vessels after vessel after vessel after vessel. And she's doing what the man of God said to her to do. Get you many vessels, and I want you to fill one vessel after another vessel, after another vessel, after another vessel, vessel. amen, and I want you to keep getting as many vessels as you can get, amen, because as many vessels as you will bring, amen, will be as many vessels as you can fill, amen, and whatever vessels you fill is going to stay in your house, God was trying to teach her something through the man of God. The Bible says the oil state, that word oil in Scripture, amen, is a typology of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit of God. And the prophet of God was saying to her, As many vessels as you bring will be as many vessels as i fill as much space as you are willing to create is the same amount of space that i will fill if you bring little space i'll fill little space if you bring much space i'll fill much space whatever space you create in your life for the spirit of god to fill the spirit of god will fill and not only will god fill your life he will stay Oil also meant wealth, blessing, substance. We're talking about a widow woman who's had a creditor getting ready to take her two sons as slaves because she was so poor she couldn't even keep her sons. How bad is that? She knew to do the right thing. In her circumstance, she went and found the prophet of the Lord. She went and found. There wasn't a church in the Old Testament, amen, but the, the Old Testament people, they knew, I need to find the man of God. I need to find a prophet of God. I need to hear a word from God. It wasn't about the man, but it was about that man's connection with God. It was about that man's yielding to the word of God. Amen, she didn't come to worship a man, but God had something for her through that man of God. And Elisha was wise enough not to get into his own way. It wasn't about Elisha. It was about what God wanted to speak and give and impart to this lady through Elisha. Amen. And Elisha said, I want you to do something outlandish. I want you to do something foolish. I'm going to, I want you to do something, amen, that's not going to make sense to humanity. It, you look like an idiot going around the neighborhood, widow woman. People are talking about you, widow woman. Things must be really bad. Those creditors at her house. Things must be really bad. That poor lady, you know, so that, poor, that poor lady, her husband died. Uh, she's going to lose everything, probably going to lose her home. Uh, you know, she's, gonna, she's about to lose her sons. Uh, she has nothing but a pot of oil. I have nothing in this house, man of God. But this And the Lord said to his servant, if that's what you have, that's what I'll take. Jesus, before the multitude, standing before his disciples. Multitudes following him for days as he's teaching and preaching the kingdom of God. They're weary. The multitude is weary. They're hungry. And Jesus asks Does anybody have anything that I can use to help this weary multitude, this hungry multitude? They're all looking at each other. They don't really have anything. What do we have that could even feed or come close to helping this multitude? And then a little boy. I don't have much. I have this. I have a lunch of loaves of bread and fishes. That's what you have. That's what I'll use. That's what you have. That's what I'll use. The Lord took it. And he blessed it. And he broke it. And he multiplied. And he ministered and fed the multitude. And not only did it feed the multitude, but the disciples who distributed, amen, the food had 12 baskets full of food to take back with them. It went from scarcity to overflow. Scarcity to overflow. Oftentimes the Lord will have us Follow an act of obedience to test our faith. And a lot of times, one step of faith is followed by another step of faith. Okay, I see you are willing to trust me with this. It's all about motive and heart and growth with God. He doesn't just ask us to do stuff that doesn't make sense just because he gets a kick out of it. There's something he's trying to build within us we got to understand, okay, it's just like Peter on the boat with the rest of the disciples on the boat. Jesus is on the water. Why is this even in Scripture? Just so we can say, ooh, wow, look at what Jesus does. He walks on water. No, Jesus is trying to build something. They see it's Jesus on the water in the troubled storm. And Peter yells out, Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come. And he said, come. Peter had a choice to make. Do I believe or doubt? If I believe, I'm going to come. I mean, Jesus just answered what Peter asked him. If it's you, bid me to come. Okay, come. It's me. Come. You're not seeing things. It's me on the water, and I rule the winds and the waves. Come. It's a step of faith. Jesus was trying to build something. And so he went out on that water, and he walked towards the Lord. But other disciples could have done the same thing. They chose not to. The widow woman, the little boy with the bag of lunch, had opportunities to participate in the miracle working power of God, to build them and grow their faith and build their testimony. The Lord blessed and broke and multiplied the loaves and the fishes. The widow woman was told by the prophet of God, go to all your neighbors and borrow vessels, empty vessels, and not a few. Peter looks foolish walking out of that water. The little boy looks foolish giving his bag lunch. The widow woman looks foolish going to all of her neighbors asking for many vessels. I see you got one pot of oil. Here's the first step of faith. The first step of faith for the widow woman is to give the last thing she has. That's the first step of faith. Do you believe God? Do you believe God? You're here, you're at the point of death. You're here, the creditors are about to take away your two sons. You're here, only thing you have in this house is a pot of oil. Will you give it? For the kingdom of God? This is all I have. Great, we'll take that. God can use what you have. Now here's what's next. The prophet of God says, now I want you to take another step of faith. I want you to get involved with multiplication. You've given what you have. Now I want you to get involved with multiplication. I want you to go and do something outlandish. Now, we don't do outlandish things just to do outlandish things. But we do what is commanded by God, okay? All right, we don't don't try to conjure something up. But when God tells you to do something, just like Mary said to those servants, amen, at the wedding at Cana, whatsoever the Lord tells you to do, do it. And so it's not about me finding something outlandish to do. It's about when God speaks, am I willing to listen and obey and follow what the instructions that God is trying to give to me? And if I am, I can be a part of the miracle that God wants to do. I can be a part of the overflow that God wants to give. I can go from scarcity to overflow in my life. Amen. And even more than possessions, that's in spirit that God wants to give. So you've given me what you have, widow woman. That's one step of faith. Here's another step of faith. She's already done one foolish thing to the flesh. It's foolish. How are you going to give the one pot you have? The one pot you have. The one thing you have. How are you going to give the one thing you have? Amen. This prophet of God. How, how are you going to ask for the only thing that I have? And she gives it. And so now, after that, as if that wasn't enough, go to your neighbor's. And borrow many vessels, not a few. You know what's happening as every door she's knocking on, flesh is dying and faith is growing. Reasoning is whittling away and faith is growing. Faith is building for the miraculous that God wants to do in This lady's life, it doesn't just want to bless her. He doesn't just want to bless her. He wants to make her life. The Lord wants to make her life a testimony of his goodness and faithfulness and spirit and provision today. That's what God is wanting to establish. But you don't see that on the front end of what God is asking you. It never makes sense on the front end. Some miracles only happen on the other side of obedience. This is what it means to walk with God. Abraham, I I have a land. (coughs) I'm going to take you to a place that you've never seen before. And I want you to walk where I tell you. It's faith. It's walking with God. Brother Ian, I'm going to ask you to come forward help me here today. So she goes to her neighbors. And the prophet of God says, "I want you to fill." I only have one big vessel here, okay? So just work with Pastor. "I want you to fill." I want you to go ask for Many vessels, not a few. And I want you to fill them. You're going to take this one pot you have, and you're going to fill it. She didn't go to her neighbors asking for oil. She went to her neighbors asking for vessels. So where's the oil coming from? God's response to an act of obedience. God's provision as a result of obedience. And God says whatever space you give me. I'm going to fill. Will you just pour a little bit in there? Whatever space. That's good for now. Whatever space you give me. I'm going to fill. However many vessels you're willing to get. If you keep bringing empty vessels, I'll keep filling them. If you stop bringing empty vessels, well, the filling stops when you stop being empty. How empty can you get? Can you keep getting empty so that God can fill you? Let's fill a little more. As much space as you'll give me, I Will fill. Now, here's the thing about this. This is a very dangerous thing. Because I bring God my vessel, there's a lot of things I can fill it. So I can either be filled with God, who is the living water, and I'm not going to make a mess today. But here, I can say, well, I've got got a touch. I've got some water. I got I got come on, I got some Jesus in my life. I've got some Jesus in my life. Church felt so good today. Oh, I heard that song. It made me feel wonderful. Oh my goodness, I'm all right now. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna have me a nice Sunday dinner and, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and I'm going to watch my show. I'm going to do this. And, and then we, what we don't realize is, is this. If we don't keep filling ourselves with God, we're going to be filled with other things. And then the water was going to be distorted. The purity of what God wants to do, the totality of what God wants to do will be distorted. Or lessened. why? Because we didn't totally devote this entire vessel. To being filled by God. Let's fill this a little more. Whatever space. Let's get another. Let's get the next one. Whatever space you provide for God. He'll fill. Get three vessels, he'll fill three vessels. Is that all you want? Got any more neighbors? Neighbors, you got any more pots? I I'm, I'm trying to be filled with God. I I want to be overflowed with God. I'm trying to walk with God because amen. There's 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 something God wants to give to me and and amen, let's keep on pouring. Amen. And if I could just keep getting myself empty of the junk, of the distractions, of the carnality, of temporary things, of worldly things that will not last. There's a miracle coming my way. There's provision coming my way. There's a blessing coming my way. And God can change my story. God can change my narrative. God can fill me up. I mean, here I'm halfway full. Is that good enough. I mean, God, I'm halfway full. I don't know if I can keep asking people for vessels. You know how embarrassing this is? You mean keep on repenting? Keep on praying? You mean keep on filling my life with your word? I mean, do you know how many things I can do with this time? You know, you know I'm busy, Lord. Or, or, you know, what will everybody think if I'm radical in my worship? What will my family say if, if, if I'm praying, amen, all night long, amen? What, what, if my, what, if, if, what if my family says, what do you mean you're not watching this show tonight? I just want to spend time in the Word. I want the Lord to minister to me because it's more than just religious activity. I'm in relationship with my Father, and I'm trying to create an empty vessel where my life can be filled with His oil. I've been feeling this for weeks now. God's preparing us for harvest. The oil represents the Holy Ghost. It also represents wealth. I ought to tell you something. And I mean more than just financial wealth. Amen. There's, look, money perishes. It, it does. You know, We're not going to be able to keep anything in this world. And Amen. Amen. It's all right to have nice things. I don't need to clarify anymore. You already know. All right. But, 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 but. There's so much more that God wants to do. Let's fill a little more. We won't overflow it, but. It may take a little time to knock on those doors. I may have to swallow the knot in my throat every door I go to. Here I go again, Lord. What's this neighbor going to say, Lord? Wonder how much they'll give me, Lord. Not a few, not a few, not a few, many. But Lord, you know what? If it means I'll be filled with you, I'll push past the embarrassment. I'll push past the criticism. Lord, I won't care how many people talk about me. Because I want to be filled with you. I want to be filled with your love, your spirit, your truth. Your life transformation. You've come that I might have life and have it more abundantly. Let's fill it with more. I have to choose every day. Consider this this vessel. Every day. God gives us is a vessel that we can fill. Every day that God gives us as we stand to our feet today is a vessel. What are we going to fill? What are we going to fill this vessel with thank you with God with the things of this world I'm too busy God I'm filling my vessel my calendar is my vessel what's going on in my time I get it, gotta work go to school Family time, I get it. I understand that. God understands that. Come on. I mean God made us. Anybody understands? He understands. What am I filling my eyes with? What am I filling my ears with? What am I filling my heart with? Every day is a new vessel. He wants you to go and get many vessels not. A few. Give me your days, child of God. Fill your vessel with my word, child of God. Fill, my, fill your vessel with my spirit, child of God. And if you do, the Lord will take your life from scarcity, being spiritually malnourished, To overflow. Overflow. Overflow today. That's what Jesus wants to do. Is saturate us with his spirit. In my day. You know, we got to check emails. Got to reply to emails. Got to do work. Have to do different things. And then there's the things that we do have a choice about. What's going on in my my lunch break? What's going on in my morning before work? What's going on in my evening? What's going on in my mind while work is happening? I understand work has to happen. But what am I filling my life with every time I get a gap? Am I filling it with Jesus or with this world? And the Lord wants us to know that if we will keep bringing him empty vessels for him to fill with his spirit, with his word. Here's what happened to the widow woman. Verse 5, so she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out out of the one vessel she had and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son bring me yet a vessel and he said unto her there is not a vessel more And the oil stayed. God multiplied her God increased her God blessed her God changed her story he wants to change your story today. And the difference, the difference is the oil. The difference is the spirit of God. Today, we're going to pray. And God, if you want radical change, it's going to take a radical act of obedience. To God, it's gonna take radical pursuit of Him. I'm not talking about so people see. She wasn't making a spectacle out of it, she was obeying God. It was in public and in private. I'm making a commitment, I'm giving God another empty vessel. Today, July 21st, 2019, amen, is a vessel. It's a day that I've never had before, but it's a vessel, and I'm going to allow you to fill it, God. I'm pursuing you. Fill me up with your spirit. Fill me up with your glory. Fill me up with your transforming truth. It's going to take a radical pursuit. You're going to look foolish sometimes. Can Can we just go ahead and make that a given? Guys, get past getting, getting foolish. I have to do it every day. You know what? There's going to there's gonna be something down the road that God asked me to do. And to my flesh, it's going to seem foolish. I'm going to wrestle with it. Can I just, I'm just speaking in advance. I'm not even, I'm not, a, I'm calling myself a prophet of God. But there's, there's going to be a moment that God says, I want you to do this, this, and this, and this. And my flesh is going to struggle with it. And my flesh is going to say, well, what about this? And what about that? And who's going to say this? And who's going to think that? I can. Let me already tell you, it's going to happen. And it'll happen again. And it'll happen again. And it'll happen again. And it'll happen again never get away from those moments in our lives. Why? Because it's God's invitation to step out of the natural, into the supernatural, to step out of the mundane into the miraculous and we can't do that with our own understanding. It takes us up being obedient to God today. I want to invite us to come to this altar and we're going to open our vessels up to God and we're going to pray. Welcome, God. We're going to worship, and what we offer unto God today, as we offer our vessel unto God, and so not it's not so that man sees. Your concern is not the person beside you, behind you, in front of you. Your concern is the Lord in heaven, and what we're going to do today, Amen, is we're going to open our vessels, and we're going. This is how we're going to start. We're going to make ourselves available to God. We're going to have a heart that says, Lord, I'm willing. Whatever you desire of me, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, I'm willing today. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands? I know there's no music right now, but we, let's, let, we don't need music. What we need is just a heart for God right where you are. Would you begin to lift your voice unto the Lord? Come on, that's it. God wants to take us from scarcity to overflow.